The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It is second hour of Pure Opelka. I hope you're having a great day so far. I'm looking forward to a great weekend. It is going to be spectacular here. Spectacular. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to freely admit I will be going out to the golfers tomorrow after the Saturday morning edition of Pure Opelka. Saturday morning, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., we launch the Saturday of new programming on the Blaze Radio Network. I'll be here. I think Jeffy's still on vacation. Shamat would know. Is Jeffy, and you can whisper in my ear, is uh, Jeffy still on vacation this week or this weekend? In my ear, I'm hearing, yes, yes, yes. Just kidding about the whisper. <laughs> uh, but so uh, there'll be a classic Jeffy. But there's a brand new Pure Opelka to kick off Saturday morning. And uh, I hope you'll be here because I have a pile of things that we're trying to get to. And should be a lot of fun, especially seeing that there's uh, news coming out of Russia with the Megyn Kelly interview with Vladimir Putin, all that stuff that's crackling. Uh, I have to also find out, uh, there's a couple of stories that were uh, offshoots of yesterday's Rose Garden event uh, with the president pulling us out of the climate agreement. And while I'm a person who says, yeah, keep the planet healthy as much as you can, I am staunchly against turning over all of our all of our business controls and all of our governmental controls to uh, the United Nations. No, we're not doing that. This was really about cutting loose from Agenda 21. It truly is. And if you guys remember, if you go back to I think it was uh, 2011. I will tweet out a link to the original Agenda 21 story because because that was the United Nations attempt to create a global network that would actually monitor and control all carbon output, all 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 industries in every nation in the world under the guise of what they called sustainable development, 
This whole buzzword of sustainability started about 25 years ago with Agenda 21, and it was the UN. And there are videotapes of Republicans and predominantly Democrats going to these giant UN meetings in other parts of the world where they plotted Agenda 21. And Agenda 21 really was what, what we believe to be the George Soros-driven, the globalist-driven push for one world government under the guise of environmental sustainability. And when the global warming thing didn't work and they came up with this climate change state and statement, that's, that's when Agenda 21 kicked into high gear. But the deal, the, the surprising deal on this is, is that uh, the UN was able to keep pushing it forward, even though we had managed, we being the blaze, had managed to kick it in the teeth pretty well. The Agenda 21 story is one that won't go away. But it really was. If you listen to Donald Trump and the things he said yesterday, if you listen to Donald Trump talking about what the Paris Accord would have done, you can see the connections to Agenda 21. And you, you can actually understand that they had, they being the UN, had managed to uh, go around everyone's backs and, and put this in place. And uh, I, have a, I have a quote from the Trumpster, uh, what he was saying yesterday, a couple of them. And this is the one that um, when he first came out and said, we're, we're getting out of this deal. In order to fulfill my solemn duty to protect America and its citizens, the United States will withdraw from the Paris Climate Accord. There were a lot of people clapping. And I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the fact that there were people there supporting it. But uh, the president talked about, about us being good stewards of the earth as well. I will work to ensure that America remains the world's leader on environmental issues, but under a framework that is fair and where the burdens and responsibilities are equally shared among the many nations all around the world. And I thought that that was a key point that a lot of people missed, talking about fairness in terms of the burdens and the obligations of this agreement. The burdens are, are everyone's because the globe is everyone's. Right, I get it. But it's not going to be distributing the, the pain equally then I really don't think that this is a fair deal. And we seem to have problems as conservatives explaining this fully, the, the topic of fairness. Rand Paul was on with uh, Jake Tapper just before the president was seen in the Rose Garden. Rand Paul actually had a, a, a brief but really spirited debate with Tapper over the subject of climate change. And it was Rand Paul who I think expresses it best. I think Rand Paul needs to be out there as the president's spokesperson on this. I think this would be fantastic. Here's a little bit of Rand Paul and some of the uh, genius he brought to the subject of the climate accord and why we don't need to be in it. 
Well, first, you wouldn't lose six million American jobs. You know, I think one of the reasons President Trump was elected is that he promised that he would defend the American worker and defend American jobs. There are estimates that this agreement, which is unfair and punishes America in a much greater fashion than other countries, that we would lose six and a half million jobs. Meanwhile, countries like India and countries like Iran, we would have to pay them to reduce their carbon emissions. I can't imagine a worse agreement than this thing for the American worker. But I think this is something that President Trump uh, promised the voters. He was going to keep American jobs here, and he wasn't going to sign crazy agreements that don't have our best interest at heart. Interesting story inside what Rand Paul said. The agreement would have had us paying India to reduce its carbon footprint, would have had us paying Iran to reduce its carbon footprint. First of all, Iran's sitting on a ton of oil. We've known that forever. Iran's also sitting on a big pile of money we gave them after Obama pushed through the Iranian nuclear agreement. So why are we paying Iran anything, anything at all? And uh, India, the jobs we outsource to India are legend. Why can't India support itself? The industrialized nations, uh, the new industrialized nations, India, uh, China, and, uh, and to some extent, I guess, Russia, because they are trying to catch up too. all of these guys are given a pass in this climate accord. And, and it's been discussed in many different uh, interviews in order to catch up to America. This agreement was going to allow people to catch up to us. That's a, a perfect example of the top down, bottom up philosophy that that claims to be socialism that we're going to bring the top down that we're going to take stuff from all those people at the top and we're going to give it to all those people at the bottom you have never been able to make poor people wealthy by making wealthy people poor it just never works so i i appreciate Rand paul's clarity on this he also brought up when, when uh, Tapper was asking him about, do you believe in climate change? Well, he, of course, everybody believes in climate change because the climate changes. Things are always changing. Nothing is the same every single day of the year. But now that, this is the big question. Do you believe in climate change? Do you believe in climate change? Of course, climate changes. No, do you believe that man is changing the climate? Well, we contribute. Of course we do. But are we the main, the main source of the change? No. No, that's, it's called the planet is changing. Rand Paul brought up the point that man wandered in places that are now covered with water thousands of years ago. That's just because things changed and there were no industrial uh, smoke-spewing factories 10,000 years ago. So, gee, why did the waters rise in those areas when there was, there was no question of, of uh, carbon footprints? It, uh, it does seem to bring up some pretty interesting questions, doesn't it? The redistribution of wealth was brought up by the president as well yesterday. The agreement is a massive redistribution of United States wealth to other countries. Yeah. 
It is. That's exactly what it would be. It is top down, bottom up, and we know that never works. There was one one really uh, weird moment in, in this. Well, there were two. Uh, the weird one for me, and I thought it was a total sidebar, and I didn't understand why the president brought it up. Why did he talk about the tax bill? Our tax bill is moving along in Congress, and I believe it's doing very well. I think a lot of people will be very pleasantly surprised. The Republicans are working very, very hard. We'd love to have support from the Democrats, but we may have to go it alone. But it's going very well. I didn't understand that. That seemed like a break from the actual topic. I, I remember looking at the people in the room going, did he just bring up the, the tax bill? Why? And then the statement that got everybody, and I, a lot of people are saying this, this was badly thought out. I think Donald Trump and whoever wrote the speech knew exactly what they were doing when they put together the statement about Pittsburgh. We want fair treatment for its citizens, and we want fair treatment for our taxpayers. We don't want other leaders and other countries laughing at us anymore, and they won't be. They won't be. I was elected to represent the citizens of Pittsburgh, not Paris. He was elected to represent the citizens of Pittsburgh, despite the fact that Pittsburgh voted for Hillary Clinton. He also brought up Youngstown, Ohio, and that town also has a Democratic mayor, and I believe Youngstown also went to Hillary Clinton. I think these were very conscious decisions. The cities that the president mentioned were intentional. And for the people who said the agreement was not about Paris, why is he mentioning Paris? It's known as the Paris Climate Accord, you dolts. Cut it out. Of course, there was a response. As I mentioned, uh, Angela Merkel went all crazy. And uh, what would you expect out of Angela Merkel? What do you, seriously, what do you expect? Her biggest buddy in, in the world apparently is Barack Obama. He showed up a couple hours before Merkel and Trump were together. So she's not going to have anything nice to say about this. Merkel is going to use this to get reelected. She's going to slam the hell out of it. And she did. And Emmanuel Macron last night in Paris. Now, let's remember the statement came out at about four o'clock, 3.30 to four o'clock yesterday. The president was speaking East Coast time. So that's what? Nine o'clock to 10 o'clock in France. Not exactly late night in France. Although CNN kept saying very, the news, the news hit France very late. And the French president went on national TV and spoke, even though it was very late in the evening. 10 o'clock in France is like the first course of appetizers. So CNN on that topic. You are fake news. Absolutely. But Macron took to, uh, took to the cameras and he spoke in English. It was as if he was not addressing his country, but this country. I'll play you what he said and you can decide for yourself after the break. We'll be right back on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. And I'm feeling great today. Why? Uh, Two words. Relief factor. Relief factor. It's an all-natural anti-inflammatory that I take at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I started it almost three months ago. And eight days into it, I started to feel a change. I felt a difference. The knees that were killing me, that had me thinking about getting knee replacements, stopped hurting. I stopped taking over-the-counter pain medication. I don't take prescription drugs. So I'm, I'm pain-free. I am uh, any kind of remedy-free. The only thing I do take is all-natural anti-inflammatory relief factor. If you have pain in your neck, your back, your knees, your hips, you should get the three-week quick start pack. That's what I started with. It's 1995. Most people see a result in seven to 10 days. Call Relief Factor, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. If you want more information, go to relieffactor.com. Stop waiting around. Don't wait. Start feeling great. Check out Relief Factor. Before we went away, I was talking about I was talking about Emmanuel Macron, the French president, the new guy. And last night he took to the television in his country to address the the withdrawal of the Americans from the the climate accord, the Paris climate accord. And this is what Macron said in English. This is not a translator. Now, let me say a few words to our American friends. It is not the future we want for our children. It is not the future we want for our world. Responsible citizens who were disappointed by the decision of the President of the United States, I call on them, come and work here with us. To work together on concrete solutions for our climate, our environment. I reaffirm clearly that the Paris Agreement remains irreversible and will be implemented, not just by France, but by all the other nations. I call on you to remain confident. We will succeed, because we are fully committed. Because wherever we live, whoever we are, we all share the same responsibility. Make our planet great again. I see. I see what you did there. Make our planet great again. Emmanuel Macron basically inviting any scientist who thinks that uh, they want to work on climate change to come to France. And I hope they do. I hope they go. Good for you. God bless. Take the opportunity and go. But Macron, 
Uh, you know the interesting thing here? It's a non-binding agreement, the, the Paris Climate Agreement. So why are we upset that we pulled out of a non-binding agreement? Why? What's the problem? But if the rest of the world's going to do their part, while America has been cleaning up its act anyway, good. Good. Good for you. Try and get China to stop polluting so much. Try to get, try to get India to stop building so many coal plants. It's not going to happen. And even Fareed Zakaria, who called this America ceding its leading position in the globe, and then talked about, when asked about uh, people who might cheat on the agreement, well, every agreement has cheaters. What a defeatist attitude. No, uh, an agreement that's properly formed will not allow people to cheat. Not the case. There's so much more. We have to get into some more stuff here. Oh, and CNN's having some fun with the whole climate thing. Yeah, the, the big question of the day. Did, is, is man-made climate change a real thing? Yeah, there's a montage. I'll see if I can get it for you after the break. This is Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. is Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. You know, we're, we've been talking about the reaction to the president's decision on climate change and the, uh, the climate accord that we pulled out of yesterday. And in, in the middle of all that, there was some unemployment data that was released. Yesterday, there was a report that there was a spike in private hiring. And then overall... The overall uh, combined economy had 138,000 new jobs added. Now, that was actually about 50,000 fewer than were anticipated. But unemployment has fallen to 4.3%, the lowest it's been, I think they said, in, in 12 years, 11 years. A very good sign. The economy, in terms of the stock market, unemployment is doing better. Uh, economist Stephen Moore, who is uh, someone who talks to the president, actually has been saying that when he talks to employers, he's seeing uh, confidence from employers, which is a good thing. And they're saying they can't get people to fill the job openings they have, which is also actually a good sign, a good sign for uh, the economy overall. When you can't find people, that means that uh, we're on the move up. And, and you know what follows that? Salary increases. That's a really good part of it, a salary increase. So uh, hopefully we will see uh, the bosses coming in and going, hey, we're making more money, and guess what? We're going to share it with everybody. I know you're on vacation, Glenn, but just in case you're listening. So uh, good signs coming out of the um, out of the White House in terms of news on the economy. That's good stuff. Uh, we we were talking briefly about the reaction to the president 
uh, taking America out of the climate agreement and the reaction not only of the, the foreign governments, Germany and France to be specific, but the reaction from the media. And the media has to be careful. It, it, can't, get, it can't get too kooky on it, uh, but it can ask questions that will lead to interesting opinions being formed, right? So CNN has taken to asking the question of, of uh, both Republicans uh, who will come talk to the network and to, to different members of the Trump administration, whether it's Kellyanne Conway or the head of the EPA. Where, where does the president stand on climate change and man's involvement with climate change? And j just to show you CNN's agenda, their naked agenda, I'm going to pull back the curtain here and play this little montage. This is just within the last 20 hours on CNN. Does the president believe climate change is a hoax? This is not about whether climate change is occurring or not. Does President Trump still believe climate change is a hoax? You're going to have to ask him. You're going to actually have to, have to ask him. Can you say whether or not the president believes that human activity is contributing to the warming of the climate? Honestly, I haven't asked him. Okay. And get back to you. I'll ask it one more time. Does he believe global warming is a hoax? You Does should he ask him that. Kellyanne Conway. And I hope you have your chance. I, I do not speak for the president. All right, uh, first of all, Congressman, have you spoken to the president about this? Do you know if he still believes that man-made, or at least a man has a, a man and women, for that matter, have a role in climate change? Uh, that it's real. Well, I've, I've not spoken to him, but of course, climate change is real. It's been going on for four and a half billion years. Well done, sir. Well done. If you notice the way the question is asked has a lot of bearing on uh, what kind of agenda is being served. And uh, Donald Trump did say on the campaign trail that the climate change agenda was a hoax. And, you know, in many ways, I support that statement because I understand what the climate change gospel is trying to do. It's completely trying to take the top, which means America, and pull it down and take that bottom rung of countries and pull them up by taking away from us. It, it's such a naked agenda. It's right out there. So CNN, the president would have to, uh, would have to say that you are indeed. You are fake news. Absolutely. The climate change question is they're going to keep asking it. So just be ready on the Sunday talk shows this week. That's what you're going to see. All right. How about how about a little good news? How about we we break uh, we break from uh, this this agenda to get into some good news? Yesterday, I was very excited about the kids, the kids who were um, lifting my spirits, the young 12 year old uh, girl, the ventriloquist who appeared on America's Got Talent and just knocked it out of the park. The story of the young girl who was overcoming her, her shyness by learning how to uh, be a ventriloquist. And then she actually did the amazing performance and completely had all of us standing and uh, screaming. And might, might have had a little tear in my eye when I watched that performance. But we also told you about 
the young lady, the five-year-old kindergartner, Edith Fuller of Tulsa, Oklahoma, who made it into the National Spelling Bee, but she got knocked out in a preliminary round late on Wednesday. Apparently her score on the written test wasn't strong enough. She's five. How is she going to get a big score on the written test? She's five years old. What an amazing kid. She made me feel so good. And uh, she did, in spite of the fact she didn't win, for the first time in four years, the spelling bee did not have a tie. The last three years, they've, they've gone deep into the night. They've run out of words, all the stories, but they actually did not have a tie. They had a mechanism set up in case they did have a tie. But late last night, with it coming down to, I think it was like under two minutes left to go on the clock before they got to the tie-breaking round, they had two final contestants on the stage, a 14-year-old young man named Rohan Rajiv from Edmonton, Oklahoma, and a Fresno, California young lady. Uh, I think it's Anna, and Ananya Vinay. Ananya Vinay. And they were, they were competing to win the title. And the title comes with some pretty substantial prizes to it. Rohan missed his final word. So it was all down to Ananya. And the, the young lady, the, the 12-year-old from Fresno, California, stood up to the stage and they gave her her word. And she apparently recognized it because she didn't ask for the origin of the word. She didn't ask for a, a correct uh, definition of the word. She didn't ask for any alternate uh, pronunciations. She just went right into it. And uh, apparently that familiarity uh, gave her the home run. Here are the final moments. I get a little irritated at this, though. ESPN, could you just let it happen? Do we need a color commentator going along with the spelling and trying to fill in the blanks? I wish this would have been just, just that moment, untouched. But here is the young lady and the final word. If you spell this next word correctly, we will declare you the 2017 Scripps National Spelling Bee champion, Mara Kane. She's confident initially. Mara Kane. She knows what it means. M-A-R-O-C-A-I-N. That is correct. Congratulations. And the balloons fall and the confetti comes down from above. Her dad goes running up to the stage and gives her a big hug. What a great moment. Ananya, this is yours. Congratulations. You're the 2017 champion. Ananya. Nice. Big trophy. She gets a uh, United States government savings bond worth $2,500. And she also got $45,000 in cash not a bad deal. I'm sorry, $40,000 in cash, $2,500 savings bond, and a large collection of reference books that I would pretty much guess she's got at home already. I'm kind of betting this kid has a lot of books at home. 12 years old, she was the youngest finalist ever. And she really didn't react too much. It was like, yeah, no big deal. Now, uh, Rajiv Rohan, the 14-year-old, he's in eighth grade, uh, he didn't do too badly either, 
Uh, he picked up 30 grand for his work. Not bad for a kid. 14-year-old. What'd your 14-year-old put on his, his taxes this year? Well, he hauled in about 30 grand. Moments like this make me feel good. Moments like this make me see kids who are happy to learn, proud to learn, and, and they just, uh, they're, they're, not, they're not riding the couch playing the video games. They probably do have some video game time, but I'm betting these kids and the kids like little Edith, Edith Fuller, they're going to take good care of this country. And it makes me feel good. Michael Pelka, stepping aside. When we get back, do I get to the dumb news or do I get to the dumber news? Burger, Burger King caught up in a little scandal. I'll share it with you next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. Lots going on today. Uh, there is a press conference going on, but it's pretty much the same thing. The press demanding uh, Scott Pruitt of the EPA answer the question, does Trump believe in global warming, climate change, man-made, yada, yada, yada? And he's not really answering it. It's going on and on and on. But he did say human, human activity contributes, which is the right thing to say. Human activity contributes. Are we, are we making a massive impact? I don't believe so. That cow that you get your beef from has a bigger impact than your car. And for all of those who, um, the, the Elon Musk's, and uh, who's the other? Oh, 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 Bob Iger from Disney. Those guys who, who screamed, we're no longer going to be part of the president's economic council. You guys? Yeah, you're, you're idiots. I know you make a bazillion dollars more than me and Elon Musk. I happen to love your cars and I want the Tesla S. But for you to say you are not going to be there on the president's economic council because he pulled out of this climate change accord while you get on your private jet and create a bigger carbon footprint in one flight than I will create for this entire year. You're a hypocrite, sir. You, Leonardo DiCaprio, the same. All of you cats who claim to care about the climate and then fly your private jets halfway around the world to go have dinner with George Clooney, you're full of crap. So stop it. Live the life you want all of us to live, or don't force it down our throats, you Mercedes Maoists. It's terrible. Anyway, the Burger King's in trouble. The Burger King. Big, big trouble for the Burger King. Well, they, they almost launched an ad campaign in Brussels where there's a king already, you see. The, um, the Burger King chain had a new ad campaign that was going to 
ask the burger enthusiasts in Belgium to crown, yes, using the term crown, the fast food giant as the true ruler of their country. It was a stunt. Somebody here in an American ad agency said, hey, dude, you know, it would be great if um, like Belgium has a king, right? So we would take Burger King to Belgium and we'll get the people there to crown the Burger King, the real king. The ad was online. And um, it also made note that King Philip was crowned in 2013. And that Burger King had opened up in Belgium just this month. And the ad said, two kings, one crown. Who will rule? Vote now. So you were... You were able to click on the image that you wanted to make the king of Belgium. There was that goofy Burger King king, that scary head that appears in the commercials and at the Super Bowl. Or there was the current king. And if you dared to click on the face of the current king of Belgium, the screen wouldn't say thanks for voting. It would immediately say, are you sure he won't cook you fries? The king, the king caught wind of this. The king's people said, uh, we're not real keen on this. We are not happy you're using an image of the king in this campaign to start with. A spokesman for burger brands of Belgium said the company said, you know what, on second thought, we're just going to take that ad down. We're just going to go with something different. And uh, they've changed it. The ad still says there's no room for two kings in Belgium. I wonder how well this is going to go over. I don't know how loyal the people are to their king. We'll see. Uh, Still got more to go. Uh, New York City School had a talent show with the parents and the faculty. Yeah, something really bizarre happened. I'll explain next. This is Pure Pelka with Mike Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.